What's up, everybody? It's your boy, JB. Hey, before we get this episode started, I just want to let you know this particular episode was brought to you by Island Time Watch Company. Now, I started rocking the Island Time Watch a couple weeks ago, and let me tell you, man, my life has been nothing but good vibes, baby. All right, we got the reggae colors. We got 420 on the bezel. This thing is well-designed, it's well-crafted, man. I thought I was looking down on an Omega Seamaster, honestly, but this thing just has that little reggae flavor. Plus, it comes with a patented bottle opener on the band, so you can just crack that Corona open and get to where you need to be faster. This thing is stylish. All right, and right now they're running a sale. This is a perfect holiday gift for anybody that you know that loves reggae music or just loves nice things, period, okay? Go to islandtimewatch.com, islandtimewatch.com. Tell them JB sent you. Get fresh, hook yourself up, do something nice for yourself. All right, let's hop into this episode. Much love, people. Yo, yo, yo. It is your boy JB with Reggae360. This is for the vibes, our reggae rock-centric podcast where we review music, we have amazing interviews, And we spread positivity, we spread joy, we spread good energy. Evan, is that fair to say, man? Do you agree with that statement? That is absolutely fair. We absolutely spread good vibes. I mean, what else is there to do? Well, um, you're right. There's that, definitely. I think that, um, you know, nowadays it's very important to keep your energy aligned in a positive direction, moving uh, towards something beneficial, you know, you got to have good thoughts in your brain, how <laughs> to just manifest good outcomes. And Evan, I've, I've come to realize that, you know, sometimes, man, I have, I have a bad brain, dude, sometimes. Um, do you share that affliction, man? Or you just got a good brain or what? Uh, yeah, I got a bad brain sometimes, lots of times. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm working on, we're working on, you know, working with my bad brain. You know what it is. How do you do that? Uh, Tell me, I need to know. Well, I listen to music that makes me happy. Sometimes I meditate okay. or stretch or try okay. to take a deep breath or listen to listen to cool music or go to the gym or make sure I drink enough water or, uh, you know, stuff like that. Cool, man. Well, that sounds like your big old square. But hey, you know what? I I appreciate that and I respect it. <laughs> are we kidding, are, are we having a personal conversation with each other? Or are we having a podcast right now? What are we doing here, JB? Uh, you know what, Evan, sometimes I don't even know. But you know what I do know is that uh, we're down a man tonight, all right? Brett Coleman from Arizona is not with us um, for this particular section of the podcast because of scheduling issues. You know, um, you know, hand up, all right? Listen, we're behind a week, guys, all right? This is, this is partly my fault, probably all my fault, but um, sometimes life is just – Doing a podcast every week, man. Sometimes things come up and we do our best. Next week, Evan's going to be in Texas. We're going to be down a man then. Somehow we're going to make it work. We're going to find a way because that's what we always do because we've got to bring you this music. All right. And uh, that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to give you about five or six of the top 10 Reggae 360 songs of the week. We're going to play a clip it. A clip it. What's a clip it? A clip or a snippet? I don't know. I just combine those words for some reason. Uh, but we're going to play it and then we're going to talk about it, give you our take, give you our reaction. Um, then we're going to play an incredible interview with an absolute musical legend. And then we're going to record, review, record, review. See, I just keep blending words, Evan. Why, dude? Um, probably because I'm nervous. I and mean, all the spotlight is on us. Do we not have Brett Coleman to throw to? 
uh, to take the pressure off, damn it. Um, but after the interview, we're going to review some more songs. We're going to give you a positive thought of the week, and then we're going to get you on your merry freaking way to go spread our infectious positive energy onto the world, all right? What do you think about that? I think it sounds great. Let's let's get going on this infection. <laughs> you didn't like that. Um, you didn't like that I said that at all. Uh, no, I did. I did like it actually. I, I just, it, as I said, our infectious energy. I realized that's probably a poor choice of words considering everything that's going on right now. But um, on a serious note, I hope everyone's staying safe and uh, making good decisions because. God damn it, the world's crumbling. Um, but we're going to be all right. We're going to persevere. We're going to get mm. through it, all right? And one thing we're going to use to get there is good music. So, Evan, why don't you stop teasing the people and play the first track of Reggae 360's Top 10 Songs of the Week, and let's get them feeling irie. Up first, we've got the song My Wave from Denim. This is a banger, by the way. BT Dubs. Fantastic energy. I love that track, man. It, it just it brings me right to the beach, cracking beers, watching the moon, just lamping, loving life. Uh, Denim, man, right out of California. He's been coming out with some really solid music, a fantastic sound, a new sound, a fresh sound. He's one of the hottest up-and-comers in the game right now. From my perspective over here on the East Coast, looking at what California's doing, and um, I think Denner's just going to blow up, man. He's he's worked with the Dirty Heads. He's worked with some other fantastic artists. He's just, you know, he's just a man doing his thing. He's riding his wave. And the thing I like about the song is, like, I have different mindsets. You know, like, I'm, you know, I'm in my 30s now. When I was in my early 20s, you know, maybe I was more, you know, uh, relaxed during the day. Just maybe I could throw this song on and crush a beer and just be outside, just be happy, feeling like I have nothing going on. Now I got too much shit going on, you know, but every once in a while the stars align and I get like a Saturday morning where I can just start drinking Coronas and, you know, throw this song on and just relax, get back to just riding your own wave, man. And and yeah. that's what you have to do. We're blocking out all negative energy. We're blocking out the haters, Evan. We're riding our waves, dude. And dude, you're a guy that's got a pretty nice wave, dude. Oh, thanks, man. I uh, I've got a wave riding on top of my head, and I, I don't expect to be judged for it. So, don't yeah, don't talk about it. No, but if you did get judged for it, you'd probably get like a probably get nine point five out of ten. Oh, thanks, honestly. man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I can't give you the full ten. I can't give you that extra point five. Um, you know, but uh, but the effort was there, and I appreciate that. It gives but me something to work look- towards. Exactly, man. It, yes, dude. 
What, uh, tell me, man, what does riding your wave mean to you? How do you, how does Evan Yarmo, Yarmo, Yarmo ride his wave? Oh, man, it's about Walk like being comfortable doing picture. your own thing, man. You're riding your wave at all times. Like, I mean, you're, you, you've got your own wave. You can ride it or not. But if you're not riding your own wave, you're, you're probably feeling pretty discombobulated trying to ride somebody else's. You know, do your own thing, Dude. live your own life. You're in, you're yes. in this moment. Because you've earned it. You're here right now. So go with the flow, man. Ride that wave. Do your thing. And, you know, Denim, every track Denim drops is going to have a really full, low-end, bassy sound that just makes you want to vibe. I mean, Denim's such a great up-and-coming artist. I don't even know if I can say up-and-coming anymore. They've been putting out music for a little while now. But every time we have a track, we put it on this podcast and we listen to Dude, it Denim's and we talk up. about it. He's up and he's come. He's already there. Nice. You know? Perfect. But you're right, though. Definitely never ride somebody else's wave. And always ride your wave. Don't ever not ride your wave. That that would just, that's just bad. If you're not riding your wave, get on your wave, please, people. Get all right? on your wave. Speaking of waves, all right, there's another artist that's coming out of California, the West Coast, the best coast, okay? And she's doing her thing. She's riding her wave. And that's Cat Hall. And she just dropped a track. Chase, no more. Haven't I slow your thunder, man? Sorry. Let's hear it. <laughs> Chase no more from Cat Hall. I mean, I don't want to chase no more. It's it's very much the same idea of like riding your own <coughs> wave, you know. Like I, I don't want to chase that no more. I'm gonna let it come to me. Preach. I'm gonna Preach, ride my man. own wave. Yes. Um, and this is a song you want to listen to on a setup where you got a nice subwoofer because there's some low end bass on there that you can't even hear with regular speakers. Um, it's mm. got a nice vibed organ in there, and because there aren't too many instruments. Everything gets to really breathe, and you can really let Cat Hall's voice just come through and be the star of the show. Uh, great song, great vibes, definitely one worth checking out. JB, yeah, man, and this is this was off her her uh, EP that dropped eleven eleven, and the whole EP is fire. But this track in particular, like you said, man, like Chase No More, it um it, it puts a couple of thoughts in my mind. Number one is like, you know, I think about with people. You know, you don't want to be chasing somebody, you know, there's a difference between like pursuing, you know, there's that whole like conquest phase. Like if you know what you want, you see somebody you like, you want to 
pursue them and try to get an opportunity to get to know them. That's one thing. But the moment you start to feel like you're chasing them, right? That means that they're kind of eluding you and going in a certain direction. And you're going after them. That's not a feeling that is very empowering. So you want to go ahead and cut ties and, uh, you know, focus on letting things come to you, what the universe is going to deliver you. Um, but I think that also applies in, in business and in life and just in anything. Like sometimes when you're chasing something, right? And I'm not talking about just being, um, you know, ambitious, right? And working towards something that's different. I'm talking about if you're chasing something, if you're unhappy and unsettled and have this idea in your mind that you're chasing and chasing and chasing, like to me, that's torture. You know, you got to focus on the fundamentals, ride your wave, do you, and let the universe take care of itself and bring things into your life and be, you know, trust that when something comes into your life, good or bad, you got to roll with it, um, you know, and that's, I don't know, that's what the song means to me. And and lastly, I'm going to share this. So Cat Hall posted this on Facebook when she dropped it. She said, I chose to release my EP yesterday because 11-11 is a powerful day for manifestation. I just knew it had to come out that day. It's crazy how so many friends and family members are going through big transitions right now. Timing is everything. Life has been reminding me that it's not about money. It's not about, oh, sorry, it is about fulfilling our purpose here, whatever that may be. You might not know yet, and that's okay. I'm lucky to have a deep sense of knowing that I'm on the right path. So at this powerful moment, take some time to visualize how you want this next year to look and feel what your ideal situation looks like. We are powerful. Thank you for sharing my music and vibing out. Uh, Each play helps. The cause, I love you. Boom, dude. What a sick post. I like it. Just had to share that post with you. Evan, I know you love posts. You're a big Post Malone guy. You like to post up like Carl Malone. You know, you like the post office. You like post flakes. Um, you like things that are post dated. Uh, you know, you don't want to be told what you're supposed to do. Uh, <laughs> I can keep going. Man. Look, I'm going to put all this on a post it note and put it on my fridge, okay? Ooh, you got them. All right, what's next, dude? Up next, we've got the song The Most High. From Zion Eye featuring Sharina Parker. <coughs> yeah. Time to rewind, tryna climb up. Jacob's ladder one, time where you find us. Huddled in the jungle, underneath the rainfall. Treat me like an eight ball, but my struggles ain't small. I stand like Atlas, humble in the rumble, calm like John the Baptist. Babylon crumble, holy water on my tablet. Training with the abbot, a disciple of the streets. To the beats, automatic, got me bathing in the ocean. Posted, focused on the lotus in my heart. God, keep this open. Zionai, Sharina Parker, The Most High. What a track, dude. Um, Zionai's been dropping new music. 
is leading up to something. If you don't know, an album's on the way. Um, this track was powerful, man. You know, this is the the words, the lyrics in this track to me represent what Zion I and Zumbi uh, is all about. And instead of really like telling you what I think, because I'm I'm biased. I I, I love. Zion and I think that, um, you know, it's one of the most authentic sounds in hip hop. But let's go to YouTube. Let's go to the YouTube comments. Okay. Runaway Pain said, honestly, I'm honored to be under the first 30 to watch this. Now, that video is getting some numbers right now. So go to YouTube and and uh, search the most high Zion and I. Uh, EJ Rodesno said, it takes me back to your song Flow featuring Go Pele. I've been in support to the art of rhymes that you produce. Thank you for gems like this that you create. Okay, Jay Hawk is 85 said, much love coming from Arizona. Come to the Valley of the Sun and we will show you the support. Keep the good vibes flowing. Okay, Unique Collective. This is one of those liked before watching videos. Okay, Runaway Pain, I love this. Subwoof, ah, let the good times roll, keeping it lit. Chico and the man said, one of the greatest MCs. Thank you, Zumbi. Respect from Canada. Sam Swin, thanks for the positive hip-hop. A10, we are all one, and I am so thankful for you and your music. AP just said yes with an exclamation mark. Okay. Devil Star said, beast artist, Zion I. So, well, those were know, a lot of comments. That, that should, what, what do you have to comment, I should tell you JB? something. Ev, I, I tell you, um, this is the third song that we've played, and all three of these songs, um, you know, they represent a wave in music that's been going on underground. It's gaining momentum, and it's music about life and positivity, and it's empowering music, and it's literally using this, you know, medium of hip hop, reggae, rock reggae music to empower people by literally like these lyrics, man, I would imagine for Zumbi, it's like a mirror, right? You write what's in, what's in your mind and you're getting it out there and it's healing people and it's helping people. So, you know, to me, a track like this, like this is something that you just, you have to listen to. You have to absorb, listen to it with headphones, you know, preferably some good ones, you know, that, that are really going to give you a full uh, flavor of the music this is important, man. Don't sleep on it. Evan, what do you think? What would your comment be? Um, I mean, I like this song. It, it brings us back to more of like the core of Zion I compared to some of the other more recent stuff that we've been getting from him where it's it's more real like MC stuff, you know, where he's going in ham on the beat, you know. Um, above and beyond that, it is still the very positive message that he puts into it, just like most of his music. Um, which is really something that I appreciate. I mean, he, he talks about being positive, but he sounds damn cool talking about it. Um, above and beyond that, even just the beat itself, I love detuned keys, um, anything with that little vibrato to it, so I love that beat there too. Um, and Sharina Parker, beautiful voice, brings a lot to the song as well. I'd say this song is a certified banger. If you ask I agree, me. man. Put the stamp on it right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. This episode is starting strong, baby. Again, we're a week behind, but damn it, we're catching up. And I'm loving this, man. What do we got next, Steph? Let's keep things up on the next, up and up. We've got the song Underinsured from Bumpin' Uglies.
Bumpin' Uglies, underinsured. Ooh. Damn, dude, I love that uh, Bumpin' Uglies is just going like, dude, they're going ham, man. They are not afraid to talk about what's going on out there in the world right now. And this track, man, you know, for me, I just went through a transition professionally, and there was a time where I didn't have health insurance, all right? And, you know, there's Better a lot of people sick. out there. Exact, dude. You know, and you start thinking about COVID, and you think about, what if I get COVID? What if I end up in the hospital? What if I end up on a ventilator? What if I end up with a $250,000 medical bill? What's that going to do to my life? Why? Because, you know, I went to fucking Target to get some toilet paper, and I got sick, you know, and now my life's ruined. It's like, that's scary as fuck to think about, and that's a reality for a lot of people, and it's sad, man. I, you know, it's a mental, it's a mental uh, game, uh, not a pleasant one at all. But I think Brandon really, uh, you know, did a good job with these lyrics. Man, I'm gonna read some. Waking, wake up congested, struggling to breathe. Nyquil cocktail washing down amphetamines. Ignore the stabbing fear as it comes out to play. Haven't met my deductible. Can't afford the copay. They tell you to have faith. God has a plan that He disguises, but. If it was possible to pray the pain away, the bastards would find a way to privatize it. <laughs> too poor to live, too scared to die, so I survive, but I can't thrive. God forbid a man should thrive. God bless the USA where you're fucked if you can't pay. Damn, bro. Depression and anxiety yeah, I mean, are part it, of my identity. Medicating with whiskey because my plan excludes therapy. Sorry, I just had to get that last one in there. Let's, say, let's, let's not ruin the whole song for him, JB. People got to listen. I'm going to do the whole damn song right now, read <laughs> by JB, for the next four minutes. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. Nah, um, actually, I just got a, a text message from my healthcare provider the other day that they're going to start covering um, e-therapy. That was the thing they didn't do before. Which uh, you know, is, that, is that video people. games? Is that when you play Call of Duty and you drop over dance? No, that's when you meet up with your therapist and you watch people play video games. Um, oh, right. No, what's what's e therapy really? No, no, that's like a, it's like video therapy instead of going and seeing someone in person. Uh, which, like in today's age, you know, you don't really go and see. Wait, people. they weren't covering that before. No, that's most insurances wild. don't cover uh, most forms of like uh, video therapy visits unless it was like someone you were already seeing in office or something like that. Wait, um, but there's is a lot this of therapy right now. There's a lot of what? Is this e-therapy right now? What you and I are doing? Yeah, yeah. Is this covered? No, this is expensive. You're damn right, dude. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I mean, I like that Brandon or Brennan and Bumpin' Uglies and the whole gang went more ska with this song. They went a little more yeah, like ska, ska punk, a lot of lot of energy to it. Um, and yeah. you know, when you're when you're doing kind of a fuck the man song, I mean, going with a little ska punk energy is definitely a good way to go. Um, I mean, even just like kind of brings to light, you know, stuff that I was seeing this week where it just, you know, you think about like the, the common man and how the system really isn't built for us. You know, the, the systems kind of are are broken in a lot of ways that the, you know, three quarters of the country that are on that, you know, bottom half, we have a lot of things that don't work well for If, if you're in between jobs for a month. Great news, you don't have insurance. I'm sure there's some states where they have coverage for when you're in between jobs, but JB and me, our state does not have that kind of coverage. If we leave one job and go to another one, we have no insurance. You know, if something happens, you're screwed, and that's that's tough. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I I actually, dude, looking reading these lyrics, I would love to hear this song like acoustic too, just Brandon playing it. But I do love the the heavy rock punk ska. I wish Brett was here to give us a nice ska take, dude. I feel like this song would get him pretty stoked. But sadly, it wasn't. It just couldn't happen this time. Um, but that's all right, man. You know, I mean, because just like life, this podcast moves forward. It does. And I think You're right. you know what to do. Up next, we've got the song Skyport from Echoing Dream. I like the way you said that. Skyport. You made it sound like it was, you made it sound like, it was like a DLC for Destiny. Skyport is. What do I think? What a Skyport is. Uh, a Skyport sounds like uh, like uh, like I don't know. You're on a plane. You've got a place to plug in your USB to, or maybe uh, maybe when you're in the astral plane and it's a place where you and your all your homies land and just meet up and chill out and play a game of poker and have a drink and a smoke and just like do guy stuff because you can't hang out in person during coronavirus and all that kind of stuff. That does actually sound amazing. I, I want to know more about this idea. I think you'd be onto something. But um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know what a skyport is. I was thinking to me, it kind of feels like a you know port is a place where you dock. I think of a ship docking in a port. You know, like maybe a sky is like a place where you depart to the sky. You know, a skyport, dude. I don't know. Actually, I feel like airports should have been called skyports. Now that I'm talking about it, but that's we can take that up at another time. Um, this song uh, was done by. Echoing Dream, who we know uh, is one of the Reese brothers. He's been on this podcast. He's cranking out this this reggae vibe music. This this uh, you know, it's got that kind of like uh, dub uh, stick figure vibe, man. I, like that's and I and I think Brett said this last time we reviewed an Echoing uh, Dream song. Is it just it brings that kind of energy, uh, but in a different way, in a very different and unique way. And um, funny enough, this song was inspired by the melody of Natty Dread in a 
Greenwich, Greenwich, Greenwich Farm. I don't know how to say that. Green, Greenwich Farm uh, by Cornell Campbell, who is an incredibly talented reggae artist. And actually, if you listen to that song, you can hear the similarity. And there's a video, too, of Kevin actually playing this song on Facebook. He's just jamming out. He's like, I don't know if it's like, if that's the song that we're listening to now. And he says it was just like a one take. And we got the video for it. But, um, Kevin is killing killing it with this project. I uh, I'm, I'm loving these these echoing dream tracks. You know they're mellow. They got to hit you at the right time. You got to be in the right state of mind uh, to really um, appreciate this uh, this music, the speed of it, the flavor, the energy, all of it. Um, but yeah, Kevin Reese is just continuing to bring that good reggae music, and we had to uh, highlight it here on this podcast. So echoing dream, dude, certified banger. Let's. Go, baby. Let's go. Evan, are you texting with your healthcare Up next, provider? Got the right song. Now? Yeah. Because <laughs> I can see you. We're, we're, do, we're doing e therapy right now on Zoom, and I can see you on your phone, dude. Just got to keep you honest for the people that are listening right now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's 10.24 p.m. right now, and uh, I just want to say what up to my PCP. Hey, how you doing? Anyways, okay. that's none of your business. Yeah. That's private information. True. Yeah, HIPAA. So, all good. What's next? Up next, we've got the song IDWD from Tropodelic with the Quasi Kings. Quasi. 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 It sounded like Quasi. Quasi. Like you're Quasi. You're so Quasi. With the Quasi Kings. Tropodelic just dropped of illusion. This thing went right to the top of iTunes reggae charts. Um, I, you know, dude, what to say about Tropodelic, man? They're they're just they're crushing them. You can hear from that track. You know, they've really it's it's funny. I'm going to say that they found their sound, but I'm literally I'm reading a quote from from James Began from Chopadelic that literally said, I'm happy to say this is the most cohesive project I've ever been a part of. It may have taken six projects, but I feel like we found our sound. 
uh, talking about this this album in particular. And from start to finish, man, it's a great project. The fact that they're playing with different sounds and genres and getting people like Devin the Dude involved and the Quasi Kings. I mean, this track, again, like, you know, when you listen to Trapadelic, you have to pay attention to the lyrics because this song talks about life and, and um, I, almost the meaning of it, man. Like, I, you know, I swear some of these Trapadelic songs really, they, they, they get at the meaning of life or some very, like, fundamental truth about reality. And they've just put it in such a vibe, um, you know, with the full band. And God damn, man, I'm just so proud of Trapadelic to see where they are now. And what they're doing, it's freaking amazing. Um, let me share you a little quote. Share, share a little quote from Rex from Trapadelic. He's in the band. This new record is something we've been trying to achieve for a while. We were searching for a whole new world, no pun intended, of sounds by collaborating with Chris, our new producer. We wanted to achieve something that's cohesive and different from the rest of our catalog while still keeping it Trapadelic. Pushing the boundaries of how listeners may expect us to sound has always been our thing. And I think of illusion breached a whole new level for us. There you have it. Evan, what do you think about of illusion? This song in particular featuring the quasi Kings. Well, I like this song in Tropodelic. I mean, to me, I mean, sure. Maybe this is their sixth project, but they've been one of the biggest names in this game for a while and they're a big band they're a fun band they're a ton of fun live one thing that i think is a big difference in this song compared to a lot of the stuff that they've done in the past is the the bass line is all done through different synthesizers and keyboards it's really fun but it's uh really full um but it really drives the track and the main thing that that drives the song all throughout is that electric guitar um playing the rhythm they have that really high up and then even the lyrics and the vocals are a little different than before where it's prominent, but it's a little more artsy. They let like a lot of reverb flow and stuff like that. It's a cool song with a lot of depth to it and a lot of different things to listen for. Um, and I haven't taken a deep dive into the album yet, but this makes me excited too. Well, it's time to uh, strap up and take a deep dive, dude. Mm. You know, I think you know what I mean my when I say scuba suit up. on. Exactly. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. These songs have been freaking amazing. I think people are loving this right now. I think people are just vibing out, doing their thing, whether you're, you know, cleaning your house or you're on a drive right now. Evan and I are with you. We are with you right now. So thank you for joining us and listening to our takes about music. We appreciate that. We appreciate you. And because we appreciate you, we're gonna do something special right now. All right, we're gonna play an interview. With Double Tiger. It's incredible. I mean, this guy was so cool. He was so humble. You know, when you look at what he's done in his career, who he's worked with, I mean, this guy is freaking amazing, legendary. We got a chance to talk to him. And uh, it was marvelous. What else can I say? Let's just let's just give it to the people, Ev. What do you think? Get it. Let's do it. And it. when we come back to, by the way, after the interview... We're going to play a track off that album, and we're going to jump right back into review. So get ready, buckle up, put your seatbelt on, stay safe, and uh, let's do the damn thing. Let's go.
across the globe, then the right back in. Still live on the road, you see, we got no time to spin. London, Chicago, then LA again. Huh. We took a plane in the JFK. When I played all across the USA, LAX in the Los Angeles. Then we jump up and just been trying to stay. Then it's in from the underworld. Coming to you every year, your city underdog. Crashing from your state to the lights and Yo, 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 what's up, people? It's your boy, JB. I know you're just enjoying the episode right now. This is a, a beautiful episode. We were blessed with some amazing music last Friday, but I tell you what, it's about to get real. It's about to go down, okay? I got Evan with me. I got Brett with me. What up, boys? How you doing? Good? I'm doing Evan, great. you good? <laughs> yes. Okay, bring yeah, that energy, baby. I like it, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, man. I tell you what, dude. I got plenty of energy right now. It's because I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited because we have with us a musical icon, okay? A man that has given his heart and soul to this music and has asked for nothing in return. Ladies and gentlemen, he's an innovator. He's a classic man, a man of culture, a man who's been putting on for Roots Reggae. His musical resume is elite. He's collaborated with some absolute legends, and he's been working on something very special for the people. His last album, Sharp and Ready, has been deemed a classic, and soon we're going to be blessed with some new energy, some new vibes, and a new album titled The Journey coming out December 11th through Easy Star Records. He's known for his contributions to John Brown's body. He's one half a tour de force. He is co-founder of Dub Sty Records. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our honor to be joined with Jay Spaker, a.k.a. Double Tiger Jay, what's up, man? How you doing? What up, y'all? How y'all doing? Oh man, we're we're doing good. We're definitely. Uh, I can only speak for myself. I'm I'm definitely feeling it right now. Yeah, Ed, Brett, what about you guys? I feel I feel relieved because I just was waiting for you to exhale on that one, dude. Like that was a big <laughs> intro. And it was just going so big. I was like, okay, okay, breathe. Uh, so I feel even better now. I was enjoying myself when I got here. I'm getting ready to get into this. I'm excited because. Honestly, we, we get to talk to a lot of people, Jay, and it's no it's a good it's a good vibe, man. Like I, I've just joined up with these guys over the past fifteen episodes and Ooh. I can say this is the first time that the first thing out of JB's mouth is, I'm damn excited about today. It's gonna be a good day. Because he's excited about this conversation, which makes me even more excited about it because um you know, I already know there's there's gonna so much we're gonna solidify with this conversation about all your efforts and everything that you know, kind of was brought to light with that introduction. Um, but just seeing the excitement from uh, my counterparts makes me nice. even more excited to, to be a part of this here today. So, yeah, man. Nice. Welcome. Nice. Welcome. Nice. Yeah, man. So, yeah, so man. Jay, talk, talk you- to us, man. Paint, paint a picture, man. How, how are you, dude? What, you know, uh, what's well, going on in your life, man? Where are you? Man, uh, you know, um, that question's, that's a big question right now, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the world's kind of, uh, kind of in turmoil right now, to be honest. So it's a little bit of a, it's a strange time to be, um, to be anyone during this pandemic, but, um, especially a musician, um, because it's sort of touring, your touring wings are clipped and, uh, mm. and, you know, you got to stay away from people. So it's like, you got to fire up the studio and kind of go inward. Um, so I, I guess I'm just saying, I'm feeling the intensity of the, you know, the climate of the world right now is pretty intense. So I'm feeling that and trying to put that into my art. And, um, but that being said, 
my record that's coming out, I'm super excited to get that artwork out of the chamber. Mm. It's been uh, marinating for about three years, so I'm really excited to get that out into the world, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm kind of curious, too. You say you've been working on it or it's been marinating for for three years. How much of it has been done over the course of the last year? Because it's been a crazy year, you know, with with the pandemic and everything. Like, I'm sure that's got to influence something, right? That's going to, you know, push you in some direction. I'm wondering how much of this album was influenced by this this past year. Well, I'm chuckling because I'm notorious for... uh, you know, writing songs and scrapping them and writing new ones and scrap because I, you know, I guess it's the perfectionist thing. I just need to keep doing it. Um, but towards the end of the process, um, I just, my only regret was that, you know, this batch of songs, this album is not necessarily tailored towards the times we're going through. You know what I mean? Um, it's not that it's, uh, irrelevant but it's not necessarily you know there's a lot of things i would like to say about the times now so you know that's got to go into the next record um you know what i mean i kind of missed the mark in terms of writing about what we're going through Hmm. you know well i mean nevertheless though man people need good music in a time like this so you know regardless of you know, if it was influenced by what's happening now or not, I'm sure, judging by your last album, it's probably some pretty timeless music. And I and I can say that confidently because I've heard a couple of songs that already came out, one featuring Slightly Stupid and one featuring uh, Kareem Israel. And, and they were absolute bangers. So uh, thank um, you, brother. Yeah, yeah man, that, that's got me super excited. How I'm curious, like, how, how was it working with those two? With obviously slightly stupid is one of the you know the if not the biggest name in reggae rock music, and then Kareem Israel has been holding it down with um, you know Arise Roots and that that Roots reggae sound, but he's also been kind of like collaborating with the reggae rock scene and doing big things out there in California. Um, yeah. What was it like working with those cats? I'm curious. Oh man, it was it was kind of you know it was an honor because of uh, well De La of slightly stupid is the next. Uh, JBB John Brown's body player so um, naturally you know I I sent him a a demo basically it was just a beat didn't have Mm -hmm. really have much to it and and I was like hey you know would the fellas be interested in in spitting on this and he kind of got back to me instantly he's like yo I'm on the bus right now and you know Kyle's just flowing he's just letting it go (laughs) to it so I think we're good I think they're gonna they're gonna mess with it so that you know, I was kind of like, all right, all right, yeah, you know, that felt real good. Um, and and Kareem, uh, when I was in L.A., he just, the, you know, one of the most humble, talented cats. He just came over to the crib, and I was like, you know, we just we chopped it up for a minute, and then um, he just, I was like, you ready? He's like, yeah, and he just, it was kind of a one take thing, and it was sort of like, all right, so what do we do now? Because <laughs> he just laid it down, <laughs> and I was like. Well, I think we're good, bro. So we just we just chilled <laughs> after that. But a super mellow, um, good person, uh, Kareem, you know. So it was an yeah. honor to work with those cats, you know. <clears throat> Absolutely, I mean, the, man. We, the songs yeah. are fire, dude. I mean, I, I got to uh, tell you, I love Slightly it. Stupid. Slightly Stupid is, they are, you know, I, the band I've followed for 20 plus years. Like that is, whenever yeah. I hear them collaborate with somebody, I do think it, it opens new doors to new artists and in this case you know i knew of john brown's body but it was an introduction 
to you know your your work and, and getting to kind of cool, go man. back through and go back through other albums and i just felt like the collaboration on that track in particular was so natural it felt like that's what you're going to open the show we were talking about that when the song came out we were reviewing it thinking like this is what's cool. going to hype up the energy this is what you know you can get the party nice. started with and it kind of was nostalgic yeah. to the thoughts of being back at a show being around people like you're talking about cool. because it's it's far it's far removed cool. for us right now but you know, JB, yeah. you're saying these songs being timeless. And I think one of the points I wanted to make back a, a few minutes ago was that um, just because the songs aren't coming out right now in COVID time, and maybe, you know, hopefully this is not, yeah. this is abbreviated and we'll be over this, but um, being that it's timeless, like it can come out in six months having been created during this time and capturing that emotion. So I don't think that there's like a huge push for like i guess in my opinion you shouldn't feel like you're not putting something out that's timely because yeah. the process is natural organic what's going to come out of it out of the oven in a year or two or wherever it might be yeah. is going to be a result of these times so i think it's no. still it's on record you know that's a really good point and you did mention i think jb you mentioned that people just need they need music it, you know it could be a silly love song right now to get you through the day it could be you know a really heavy track um but you're right it's it's just music and you know again you know classic self-hating artist i'm like yeah you know but i could have done it better but you know the truth is it's music and people really need it now especially so you're absolutely right that's what drop sounded for us it got me excited yeah. about live shows i missed them but i felt that's like they're cool. gonna come back at some point we're gonna be seeing this and like this is gonna happen <laughs> no, so yeah man yeah cool like, i appreciate that Jay, one question I have for you, man, is, What's up, is bro? Uh, just looking at your, your music and, and everything you've done, it's obvious that you really stand for, um, you know, paying homage to the to the roots of the culture of reggae music. And, um, you know, you've collaborated with some incredible artists. And now here we're talking about collaborations with Slightly Stupid and and the, and the movement is another one that I saw was going to be uh, coming out in, in Korean Israel, which are. You know, those are some of the best like American reggae rock artists. And, um, you know, seeing as you were part of John Brown's body and they also focus on that roots reggae sound. I'm kind of curious, like, where's your mindset at now in, in terms of um, when you see American reggae rock bands that are very focused on the rock sound, you know, but still yeah. incorporate a, a little bit of a reggae flavor in there uh, yeah. versus like maybe your your own um you know, uh, taste for like, you know, roots. Like, I, I'm just kind of curious, maybe your, your perception of American reggae rock music versus like traditional Island reggae roots music, which is where everything came from. Yeah. No, that's a great question. Um, yeah, that's, um, that's a deep question. I, uh, I guess I feel like <clears throat> whatever, Whatever music it is, if it's third wave, fifth wave, I don't know what wave we're on right now with reggae, but whatever gets you into the genre, even if it's something that's barely reggae, right? It's more rock. If that gets you into the genre and you start realizing like, oh, wait a minute, I like Toots, I like Burning Spear, I like Israel Vibrations. If you start, if that gets you into it and you, and you start to love the culture and respect it and do your research... You know, I don't really don't have a problem with if someone's doing straight, you know, if it's like punk reggae, you know, I, I dig that, too. So um, I think that answers your question. But I, I guess I'm saying, like, 
I feel good about it. I feel like if it gets you into the genre and then you can go deeper and then you check like what the references are of your favorite band that's that's kind of grown out of that, then that's a beautiful thing, you know? Yeah. But but your your preference would be that old school roots of reggae, right? Is that kind of your vibe? Is that your inspiration? Is that your passion? Man, to be honest with you, I um for years, I mean, you know, when I was younger, you know, we'd open up for for Spear, for Toots, for Ivy. You know, the list is so long, and you know, I was just studying. I was enamored. I was a teenager, and then um, but I think now I'm kind of like back to. I listened to a ton of contemporary reggae and dance hall and and that and you know hip hop and stuff. So, I I still love the classics and and the beautiful thing about reggae, you think you've heard it all, man, and then you're like, wait a minute, who is this cat? Like a you know a single or a forty five, and that that's that's kind of the the prolific nature of of that uh, that island. It just the catalog is so deep that I feel like I might not put on that the culture record again for a while i might need a little break but then you know i listen to to kabaka or, or protege or chronics and then I, you know and then i'll dig back in oh, i need a break from the from the modern stuff and it's time to go back into the the, the roots you know yeah 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 <clears throat> interesting man I, I i feel that definitely i feel that's you you just articulated it perfectly because <laughs> i actually i share that i i I love a lot of like modern hip hop, uh, you know, yeah, reggae right. rock music, and but every once in a while you have to dig into the crates and listen to those classics. Oh um, man, yeah. like on like on Sundays you got to put on some like rock steady or Roots or Sky, you know, like when you like cleaning the house Sunday morning, you need the the old school stuff. That's not when I want a banger, you know what I mean? I just yeah, woke up, yeah. I got my coffee going. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? hundred percent radio show. We had the skank and ska Sundays. I mean, that was, yes, it. Dude. that was our morning jam Sunday mornings. It's, yes. Afternoon, yeah. actually. Sorry. Take that. Back. Yeah. No, afternoon that's all good. Just, that's when most people are waking up. So, yeah, <laughs> a lot of heads are waking up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, since, since we're talking about different styles of music and, and genres, I'm kind of curious. Um, let's talk about this album coming up. Uh, cool. December 11th, uh, you, you linked up and you're working with Easy Star Records on it. You have a couple of singles out so far. I'm excited, man. I can't wait to listen to this thing. Cool. Um, what would you say to the people uh, in, in terms of maybe your vision for this project, how it came to be, maybe what it represents to you, or maybe what's different about it? I don't know if maybe you could just kind of speak on this creation that you're getting ready to bless the people with. Um, cool. I know it's a it's open ended question, but I'm just kind of curious your thoughts as we're uh, getting ready yeah. to hear it here next month. Well, I feel, um, you know, I feel like it it sort of tells the tale. I mean, it's called the journey, right? So it tells the tale mm. of uh, you know coming from you know touring with JBB for many years. I was there in the beginning, and then I left for a long time because that band's been around for so long. You know. I, I was there and I'm older too, so <laughs> I'm dating myself. But I left early for many years and then came back towards the tail end. Um, but to speaking on the journey, the record, so the journey, the East Coast, touring with JBB, but also like playing Cali Roots and linking with the California scene and, and playing with the uh, Jamaican bands. And then uh, working on the record and the journey of you know, sort of getting my own thing going out of JBB. And then 
uh, going to LA. And then, you know, on a, on a more serious tip, my father uh, has since passed, he was, came down with cancer. So I had to come back to the East Coast. So there was like more part of the journey. And, and so that whole record, it's really like the good times, the intense times, the, the iry time, you know what I mean? So that's the journey for me. So I really want people, when they listen to it, to really reflect on their own journey, really. And um, so that's kind of, it encapsulates, you know, a couple different vibes, you know? Oh, wow. That's, 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 that's deep, man. I, uh, (laughs) I went through something similar, actually, uh, you know, you know, my father as well. And, and, uh, you know, that's a, that's a um, transformative thing and and a horrible thing. I'm sorry to hear that. And, And I, I will say, like, understanding that this record is written about life and real life events and real life, you, you know, that that you've experienced. Like, that gets me even more excited to listen to it and to see what, cool. um, how that's going to translate into the sound. So, uh, appreciate well, I, you being open about that and and letting the people know. That's that's big. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know you said it like that when someone passes that you care about it. It it at best it's transformative and it changes you forever for the better. And that's I feel that way fully. So that's why I'm not like shy about telling people. I'm like, yeah, you know, I mean, it was hard, but um, I've grown a ton since since that experience. So, you know, that that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I feel I feel the same way. I'm curious, what? So talking to uh, you know, well, Evan and I are some some East Coast guys. Brett, you know, he's he's all over the place. Man, you might find him <laughs> in, in Ontario next week. You never know. But talking to a couple of East Coast guys. What was that like, man? Going from Brooklyn out to Cali. What was that? Exp- I know it sounded like you had some pretty epic sessions out there. Maybe Kareem Israel stopping by, dropping some records. But outside of that, uh, what was it like? Out, like, how would you describe that experience going out yeah. to Cali and now now being back? That's funny. Like as an East Coaster, that I, a lot of East Coasters ask me that. They're like, "What was the vibe?" And it was my whole life. People have been saying, hey, you from Cali? Because I'm mellow, so I guess that means I'm from Cali, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so my yeah. whole life, literally, people have been like, you from Cali? You know, my uh, my mother's Okinawan and Hawaiian, so I think people just put all that together, and they're like, this dude, this is a Cali dude. Mm. So when I went out there, I, I, people were just kind of like, you know, they didn't really check me as an East Coaster, and I told them where I was from. I think a lot of people were kind of shocked that I wasn't like, you know, like, all hype and, and industry and, and you know east coast people are were fast we're just like oh we got to do this we got to get that <laughs> this is where that good stuff is we're going over here but uh yeah out there i think i've kind of hit a mode that is real natural for me so people were just kind of it, it felt good it felt like you know seeing like the heads from the expanders at, at dub club just it felt natural it was like oh those 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 cool cats from tour you know it it really felt good um coming back now that's a different story coming back (laughs) to the east coast it's like um it's a different vibe you know people use their horn when they're angry if you're at a red light too long you know people yell at you i kind of in a weird way i kind of I grew up around that, so it's kind of comforting in a really strange yeah, you way. You it. can you can relate that, yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. was like, yeah, man. You know, so it's a weird thing, and yeah, and uh, but yeah, that sums it up. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's so funny. Somebody <laughs> like slams on the horn. You're like, oh, I'm so happy to be home. Uh, uh, I feel you, though, man. Yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing um, timid timid about the East Coast. So that's for know. sure. 
Wow. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, hey, one one other question I have for you, man, is and actually we were talking about this before the episode. So fun story, man. Evan and I were at the New Year's Eve show uh with Stick Figure and John Brown's body. I think it was the last yeah. show that you guys played. And it was from our perspective, it was an amazing night. We had a freaking blast, man. Like it was yeah, it was incredible, incredible show and, and yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I know that uh, John Brown's body is, is kind of on a, a, a hiatus and, and, you know, that was obviously the last show. And, you know, you're making music and, and a couple other members are, are kind of doing their thing, too. So I'm kind of curious if you could maybe talk about that from your perspective and, and, and um, you know, kind of, yeah, how things have, have uh, you know, played out since um, since that show, I guess. Yeah, that was um that was a a really beautiful night as you say, man. It was just it was like good to kick it with the stick figure crew again. Um you know, like a few years ago, they opened for us and then, you know, we were like very proud to open for them. It was an interesting uh, you know, baton passing if you will. And uh and you know, I got to shout out Kevin Kinsella, the founder of John Brown's Body. He's a good friend of mine. I see him almost every day. And uh, one of his lyrics says, this is not the end. And, it, and Elliot, uh, Elliot Martin, JBB singer, actually quoted him. He said, this is not the end. We, you know, we're just going to take a hiatus. He said that at the end of the show. And uh, that kind of stuck with me. You know, um, that was a, it was a beautiful night. And I felt like that was a fitting sort of wrap up to that chapter. Um, we went out on a high note. Um, vibes were there. It was New Year's Eve. And then um, we'll see what the future holds. You know, never say never, especially with that crew. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. But that was yeah, a beautiful well, no, night. I, it was. It was definitely a beautiful night and, and uh, you know, a, amazing show. And, and you're right. You know, who, know, who knows what the future holds? But, uh, you know, Evan and I will always have that memory. So I appreciate you for that. Cool. Definitely. Cool. Um, great night. And. I'm kind of curious too, and I talked about this in the intro. Um, you, you also have a couple interesting uh, other projects in, in Tour de Force and Dubsty Records. I'm, I'm wondering if you could talk about uh, those projects a little bit. If they're if you're still putting work in on them, or maybe you're focused on uh, Double Tiger. I'm, I'm just kind of curious if maybe you could speak on those uh, yeah. those other projects you've had your hand in. Cool, man. I, I appreciate you asking. I um, yeah, I'm pretty much you know, with the fullness of my life, Double Tiger is kind of the focus, but, um, but, you know, Tour de Force, we'll, we'll, we'll start with Dubstep Records. Uh, you know, I was in Brooklyn and some friends of mine would throw, you know, Jamaican parties and, uh, <clears throat> we got together and talked about it and I'd always kind of dug sound system culture, you know, and, um, mm. so did this cat. And, uh, so we got together and he literally built a sound system, like a, true Jamaican style system. And, uh, you know, we, we wrote some rhythms through some parties and then we started tour de force, um, put out a record and, and started doing tours in, uh, in, in Europe, uh, in Asia. I mean, it was interesting. We, we played in, uh, you know, Vietnam, um, Hong Kong, uh, Philippines. I mean, it was just, wow. it was so cool to, to take the music around like that and see how it doesn't matter where you are, how, how different the food or the language is or the culture is, as soon as that the reggae bass hit the people, it was like the same reaction that you see anywhere. And uh, you know what I mean? It was a beautiful uniting thing. Um, but I, I really 
I really appreciate culture. So for me, that kind of touring, trying the foods, hanging out with the people, getting to know the locals, um, really affected me. It was beautiful, you know? Damn, man, that sounds like a good time. A Jamaican party in New York, man. Whew, I bet that yeah. was, I bet those are wild. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> we, we did that. And, uh, and also, you know, like in Europe, you know, we were over there touring, uh, doing this big festival in Paris. And this is like right around the time, this is during the, the Bataclan, you know, the travesty that happened over there, you know, with the terrorist yeah, stuff. So we were like right in that neighborhood and and we left like a half an hour before the shootings wow. happened. So it was kind of like shook us up a little bit. We were, and then we were in the neighborhood that the assailants came back to. So we were like, okay. And it was just, it was intense. Um, and the, you know, we had to like, we were, at that point we're like, we need to get some beer or something. Like we're <laughs> shocked. So even wow. going to the bodega on the corner was crazy because people were looking at us. They heard the English, the American English, and it was it was like intense. Um, but so I'd say 10 days, 12 days after that incident, or maybe it was a little later than that, but we did, there was another festival in Paris we had to play with huge sound systems like Mungo's Hi-Fi, OBF sound system, et cetera. And, uh, you know, a couple thousand people, this is a nice festival. Um, and they were going to postpone it, but in an act of defiance, like we're not going to, we're not going to stop celebrating culture and life mm -hmm. out of fear. They kept the festival going and there were, you know, there were armed, like straight up military guys with full on full metal jacket in the club. So that was, I never <laughs> experienced that before. It was really powerful. Um, it was beautiful, um, you know, showing of solidarity and strength though. It really, you know. That was powerful. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, no, that's um that that sounds intense and, and uh just listening to you talk about what traveling to some of these places meant to you, you know, um experiencing local culture, you know, eating the local food, going to the, you know, local uh, you know, hole in the wall bar and really kind of digging in. Like I feel like to yeah. me that's that's what I would do if I traveled to some of those places. And I think that's probably how you uh you get the best memories and and i'm just yeah. kind of curious i know this is this is a um maybe a tough question i don't mean to put you on the spot here but looking back on on that experience what like do you have any favorite memories i know you talked about a pretty intense one right there but was there anything that stood out in a positive way that you kind of like damn that was cool yeah um i feel like uh well there's so many i mean you know the simple pleasures of playing a, a sound system party till you know, the sun comes up literally and you come out of the club and, and you go like to the bakery in, 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 in Paris, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff is really nice. But, um, in the Philippines, we, we played this Island and, um, it was, it was beautiful. We took these little things called tuk-tuks, I think these little, you know, carriages, motorcycle carriages. And, uh, and then like the locals, the local, uh, tribal, tribal folks that you know they were dreadlock but they were they're from the local tribe and they came to pick us up and it was it was really beautiful i mean they showed up um and just embraced us we went back to their traditional it's basically a hut you know like a grass hut and they like welcomed wow. us 
Um, and then we had the, the reggae party and we kicked it for like four or five days with them. So it was really nice to, they, you know, when we left, it was like, all right, you're my brother from another mother. So those kind of things, they stick with you, you know? <clears throat> I mean, it's great when you play good vibe music and you're having a good vibe party and everyone's feeling good and it brings together positive people too, you know? So you're putting yourself in like the best scenario possible for traveling, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, everyone's got to be <laughs> Absolutely. so Absolutely. Cool. Um, <laughs> That's that's the best way to travel right there because you're like, all right, yeah, exactly. You're in a room full of like-minded folks. Boom. You know? Yep. Um, above and beyond that, I mean, uh, did you dive into any, like, local music, stuff like that? Or even just above and beyond that, did the cultures you experienced across the world, does that find its way influencing your current Double Tiger music that's coming out? Yeah, I would say... Um, I would say mainly the, the culture of sound system itself. Um, you know, like in, when we were touring in France, we were touring with Rankin Joe, you know, who's, who's a legend. He's actually on, on the journey, the record as well. Um, we're touring with him and, you know, he's an OG, you know, a Jamaican MC. You know, he's been doing it since he was a, a small kid. So you know, I'd get out there and do my thing and then he'd go up and do his thing and I just would watch him and his technique was flawless. It was just like he was, you know, it was like he was uh, walking in the room ordering a, a pizza. It was so second nature to him. <laughs> and to wow. watch his style and how he, how he flung his lyrics and, and timing and melody, it was, that definitely stuck with me. And, and you know, yeah, so this new record... It's a culmination of all those experiences, sound system culture, John Brown's body, my own travels, um, all the cultures. It's sort of, I guess in a way, it's, it's where I'm at right now from all those experiences. So I'm sure you've been asked this, but uh, what's behind the name Double Tiger? <laughs> Man, it's, I have been asked that, and I, I usually have the joke, like, what's tougher than one tiger? Because <laughs> it's really not... <laughs> It's not, there's not like a big mystical reason for it. It, it was just, um, yeah, it's kind of like literally. What's I mean, it's a strong name. It, it feels strong. strong yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, I think okay. it, it's an ode to a certain period in Jamaican dance hall, to be honest with you. There's actually a guy named Tiger. And, and so there was, there was an era of dance hall that, that, that would be like a name in that certain you know, era. So it's kind of a throwback to that era. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Jay, Jay, what, what got you in love with reggae music in the first place? You seem like a guy that's got a lot of passion for music. And I just imagine a young Jay just, you know, putting on a <laughs> reggae record for the first time. But do you remember that? Do you recall like how you really fell in love with this genre? Or maybe it's just always been around and that's always what was played in your household. I don't know, but no, I do. I remember, you. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's probably like a lot of people's stories. It was, uh, I remember hearing Bob Marley when I was, you know, whatever, seventh grade or whatever. And I heard this voice and he was doing his weird yodel kind of like, I'm not going to try and emulate it right now, but he does this kind of like primal thing, this primal sound with his voice. And I remember thinking to myself, what the, you know, I never heard this on a record. What is he doing? What, who is this guy? And then looking at the photos and being like, who, who is this person? So he just, and then something about reggae, the beat was turned around and that really kind of blew my mind. I was like, 
there's something up with this music. Now I found reggae through uh, soul music because my father uh, played soul music around the house in the car. I mean, it was on the radio, like Stevie Wonder. That's how old I am. Stevie Wonder was like on the radio <laughs> when I was a kid. So, um, so I really, you know, tuned myself to soul music. So when I started hearing reggae, I heard the soul music in reggae initially. You know what I mean? That mm. that's what I could identify with because I. I didn't understand a lot of the patois. The rhythm was turned around backwards, but I dug the, the soulfulness of it. And then from there, it just kept going. I don't know. I always came back to it, you know? That was it. Yeah. 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 I think that's a, that's a common tale, man, that, that you know, you it take is. a bit. <laughs> yeah. That reggae yeah. Vibe, man. Yeah, I because like other genres, you know, I can, I mean, I trust me, I, I, I listen to a lot of jazz, a lot of straight soul music, vintage soul, a lot of hip hop, a lot of classic hip hop. Um, you know, I, I, I listen to rock. I listen to country. I love Willie. I love, you know, I'm all over the place. I love a lot of uh, traditional, uh, traditional African music I get into. But uh, eventually I need a break. And then reggae is always my break. It's like the root. I go back to that. And then I'd branch back off again, you know? And when you, when you like can that. appreciate all music and you know the history of music that well, you know, it, it allows you to really have a new appreciation for everything that you do listen to today, too. I mean, if you're listening to something modern, you can pick out where so many different pieces yes. of a song came from in the world and history, and it's, it's beautiful stuff. When it comes to you writing a song... Do you have an idea of where you want a song to be before you start playing music? Or are you more of a fan of like jamming it out, kind of just picking up a guitar and singing and just going with the flow? Man, to be honest, I wish I was that guy. I wish I could just pick up the guitar and be like, all right, here's here it is. Here's the hit song. I, To be honest, I'll be frank, like I struggle. Um, I usually write a beat or a rhythm and I whatever mood that evokes in me, you know, <clears throat> write the rhythm and put it on, I'm probably put it on my phone and I'll just, whatever I'm doing, I'll just, if I'm driving, if I'm, you know, smoking, if I'm taking a walk, if I'm going fishing, whatever I'm doing, I listen to it and I'll start to just kind of, you know, mumble melodies that start coming to me. And then maybe one word will really work within that, that rhythm and that'll, okay, wait. So it's making me feel this way there's my theme, and then the rhythm hits me this way. If I put these notes in there to this melody, all right, and then it starts coming like that. So I think that's why it takes me so long to write records. It's because I have to piecemeal it together. Um, I do, really do wish I could just like sit down and be like, bang, there it is, yo. You know, but no. But then you'd probably have to go back to it again because, as you were saying in the beginning, you're a perfectionist, so you you know yes. it wouldn't be a one and done kind of deal. So you see my problem, you see my yeah. struggle, all right? <laughs> you you understand me? I'm yeah, picking it no, up. That, yeah, that's it, bro. It's um, I'm getting better because so many of my good friends, you know, JBB members, dear friends, have said, "Listen, man, that shit was fire. <laughs> you threw it out. What is wrong with you? Like, you need to." I need so I need to like step back more and play it for friends and heads and be like, what do you think? Instead of deciding at four in the morning, faded, nah, that's not that's not working, you know. I mean it's a litmus test, but at the end of the day, like 
it's your signature. You got to feel good about it. If you feel good about it, that will emanate to everybody else. You know, I mean, I respectfully agree to disagree, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but if you, if you, anything with anything in life, whether it's a job thing or a personal thing or a relationship thing, if you believe in what you're behind, it's effortless and it, and it comes from such a better place. And I think honestly, quality over quantity right i mean if you're gonna put 30 tracks out over six years but they're the best 30 tracks you feel like you could have put together then the you know everything that's put behind that all the energy that's put behind it there's no speck of remorse right this is moving forward this is bringing forward that vibe to the community wholeheartedly with i did some of my best damn work there could be a b-side to it there could be something else but that's i just think that that self uh assurance by the self is the best assurance there can be because you know yourself the best, right? I, I, I'm starting to learn like <clears throat> to not listen to certain, you know, critiques in my head, like to ease up and just be like, you know what? Just trust your gut. Don't listen to the, you know what I mean? <laughs> the analytical side as much. And that's been helpful. Um, but I will say the other, the other part of the story is I do write, you know, I write 50 rhythms and then whittle it down and it's like all right and it what i do is i play them back to back sometimes i'll line them up and play them back to back and sometimes i'll do that with a room full of heads too if we're hanging out and whichever one gets the pull up or the rewind i'm like all right noted and then other ones that people just start talking over i'm like yep okay Mm -hmm. got it you know what i'm saying so that's the first step it's like if that rhythm doesn't hit you and just make you stop then it's just not ready. It's not there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jay, we're going to need a rhythm mixtape. All right? Yeah, bro. Please. Let's do <laughs> it. that. Let's do it. For sure. We need some instrumentals, all right? We, cool. You know, we gotta, you got to supply that to the people, man. That's, that's right. awesome. Cool, man. <laughs> but uh, but first, man, let's, let's get through this release, man, because December 11th is a big day. And Jay, after talking to you, man, I, I'm even more excited to listen you seem like a very humble down-to-earth guy you're very cool i can tell you you really put all you have in this music and um i think the 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 struggle of being a perfectionist is going to pay off when people get to hear what you've put together here for us so um you know thank you for joining us today talking about it talking about the music and uh letting the fans just kind of understand a little bit who you are and um you know i just i'm looking forward to it man so um again Thank you. Anything Reggae 360 can do for you to help uh, with this project or anything moving forward, man, let us know because we definitely are big fans of what you do. And um, That's yeah, so man, great. any any uh, any anything to say to the people here as they get ready to hit pre-save or download yeah. on this project? Yeah. For, well, first of all, I want to big you guys up because you know what you do is for me. That's that's huge. You know, like. You can write all the bangers you want in your bedroom, but if people like yourselves aren't out there talking about it and presenting it to people, uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't reach as many people as it could. So thank you for doing what you're doing. I really appreciate it. Um, number two, yeah, I just want to go through real quick the guests that are on the record so people can get an idea of what guest vocalists we got on there. Um, you know, we got the Slightly Stupid track, uh, Kareem Israel, uh, we got Sukari, Stephen Sukari of New Kingston, uh, Rankin Joe. We got Josh Swain of the Movement and Elliot Martin of JBB. So uh, it's kind of stacked up. 
And um, wow. I just, yeah, in closing, I just want to say thank you to every anyone who's ever supported me in any way with my music because um, that stuff really, especially for a perfectionist like myself, when I get, you know, the feedback that I've gotten off that, that Slightly Stupid track or the or the Kareem Israel track, it's it's sort of like, you know, it's a validation that, you know, you're not in your own world with it, that it's actually something that people can vibe to, you know what I mean? So thank you to the fans. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, you said it best. All right. That's that's uh, that's awesome, man. <laughs> and I think people are definitely, especially after hearing this conversation, are definitely going to support your music and and, uh, and they're going to dig this project. I just know it, man. So um, on that note, Jay, we can let you get back to it. Like I said, anything you need from us, uh, let us know. Um, thank you. But, uh, yes, sir. Double Tiger, everybody. Let's go. Yeah. Peace. Thank you, y'all. Peace. <laughs> thank you, man. All right, y'all. Thank you, fellas. Peace out. Universal Love featuring Kareem Israel um, off that new upcoming Double Tiger album. And actually, you heard Jay himself talk about the experience of recording with Kareem Israel and how it was just a vibe. He came through the crib, knocked it out in one take. And uh, it sounds like they had a hell of a time, man. I would have loved to sat in on that session. And, uh, you know, I bet those guys, I bet they know how to do it right and have a good time. And that's what life's about, having having a good time, man. That's what we're doing right now. Having Yes. Freaking dandy time, right? I'm doing great. I'm doing great after that interview. I'm doing great, JP. Especially after that. Question, man. Okay, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, oh what do you got? Scale from zero to ten, how excited for this double tiger album are you? Eleven. That's low. That's the only answer. That's that's conservative. You yeah. you uh okay, I appreciate you being conservative and at the same time being honest. Um I mean, especially after yeah, man. that song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, I listen, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you don't um, download, pre-save, listen to this album, I mean, we might just not be able to do this thing together with you anymore. You might have to find another podcast. Maybe, uh, I don't know. What's a podcast they can listen to? 
Just make one up. Just anything. Come uh, up with an idea. Crazy idea for a wacky podcast in your brain right now. Go. Farts from apartment. Give me, give me the whole plot and across the, the whole hall. theme and everything. Oh, man, I was just What's going that? for a title there. What am I supposed to do from farts from apartment 3B across the hall? Well, you know, so it's like... It's like a podcast where there's two people who are neighbors. They they or at least they used to be. Not really anymore. One of them moved. They're on like episode eighty seven. But um, you know, one guy uh, he just farts into the mic once every sixty nine seconds, and the other guy just talks about you know how his day was, and you know he's really into uh, the flowers that grow on his street. But you know there isn't flowers year round, so most of the year is him talking about flowers he used to see. On, yeah, did all of that just come to blossom in your mind's eye in this exact moment Was yeah that just stream that's, of consciousness that's just, stream of consciousness baby dude i love it man where can i find that podcast i need to know um but first let's get through this podcast and uh i think we're gonna you know keep things moving here on the regular 360 top 10 songs of the week with a little vibrate keep cool evan damn it dude i just stole your thunder again go ahead dude tee it up cue it up let the people you, know we're listening like to. let's keep it moving up next we've got the song keep cool from vibrate Why don't you go ahead and bring the people back, man? You got some thoughts about the song. I, I see that. Your face, dude. I like this song. Keep cool from Vibrate, and it is a cool song. It's got that that rootsy vibe to it. Bass is high up. I've been talking about that all episode. Um, not only that, it's just got a good groove. It's something that you listen to it. It's down tempo. It's got those nice, real rootsy kind of chord progressions too, where it's all minor chords. It's a lot of tension, right? It's just about keeping cool. What do you think, JP? Evan, have you ever considered that maybe you just have your bass turned up in your headphones a little bit? Because you said that about uh, every song. I like it. Um, I've only said that no, about dude. four out of like eight. Okay, thank you. That's true. Um, Vibrate, yeah, dude. They are doing their thing. They're continuing to bless us with some good music. Like you said, man, I heard a lot of soul. I heard a lot of heart. Um, it's just a cool ass song, you know, and I like the message, man. We're wise and respected. So just listen to our message. And that's what music is, man. It's a message. It's a form of art. It's a way to, you know, transport energy and the energy in this song. I like is swampy a way to describe music. I don't know, man. I felt like I was in the Louisiana Bayou, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe I was playing for coach O and the Louisiana tigers, 
okay, Louisiana State University. Maybe we had a big game against Alabama, and I was out the night before smoking Marlboro Red 100s, drinking, drinking, can't talk, Glenlivet, Caribbean Reserve, single malt scotch whiskey on the rocks. Listen to this song, man. That's where it took me. But now I'm back. Now I'm here. So, um, yeah, man, Vibrite. Honestly, they're up and coming. Support them. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram. Um, you know, just support good new music because I think that's really what it boils down to is like we listen to a lot of new music, but when you find music that you think is good and has potential, support the hell out of it. So check out Vibrite if you like their vibe, if their vibe is right, then um, support the hell out of them. Let's help them grow. Let's help them continue to put out this amazing music because they win, we win. And at the end of the day, Evan and I win because we get to talk about music on our podcast. And really, that's what we're trying to do is freaking win. Because, Evan, when you look good, you play good. When you play good, you win. When you win, you get paid. When you get paid, you can do whatever you want. So put your helmet on, strap your cleats on, and let's go get them. I don't think I'm allowed. They're in our house. Sorry, dude. I'm just I'm going off, man. Yeah. Did I get you pumped up a little bit though? Uh, I'm scared. Nobody comes to this house and disrespects us, Heaven. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to get tackled. <laughs> Hell yeah, you are. Um, what's next, dude? Up next, we've got the song Planter's Paradise from Cameron Ooh. and Collie Buds. <laughs> Mr. Officer, ease off your glock Move from me gates, stay off me grow a plot Them off, legalize it, what's up with that? Police and helicopter, still circle me crops When they about them mad, them try call the cops Excuse me, Mr. Officer, how could you allow that? You write the law in pencil, not ink from the pen Babylon just erase, like whoops, try again Car. Them never know them off it, how can back dude absolutely us planters paradise i trim my tree like a barber oh you got a good relationship with your barber i have a i do have a good relationship with my barber i've been seeing my barber for like three years that's my friend now they take pictures of my haircut all the time makes me feel special put them on instagram i do like that I yeah, do. Well, I've got I've gotten them new clients. All right, it's it's an important thing. You got to support the people in your life around you, especially small businesses. Um, but outside true. of that, another small business for some folks is uh, the growing of marijuana. Guns farming. Absolutely, and I I like to support local businesses with that too. Um, anyways, are you saying to support good, your local drug dealer? I would I would never co-sign that. Okay. Is that a thing, dude? Never. Are there people that don't buy weed from dispensaries because they're like, nah, I'm going to support, 
you know, Jimmy down the street. We, we aren't that privileged station. up here. So, like, it's not like we, we would even know anyone that does that. Uh, yeah, what? It, that's a great question. In California, like, what is the underground weed selling market like? I mean, is it just non-existent? You know, know, do people even sell weed or does it just everyone goes to dispensaries? But dispensaries are expensive, man. But then again, like, demand drives down cost. I, I don't know, dude. Maybe... That's interesting, I mean, like, dude. We're gonna... I'm friends with people that are like advertising selling pounds of weed on Snapchat. Like, like if I wanted to get a pound of weed, I could get it. Okay, flex on. And like, I don't know, like, like ten years ago, you would never post that you're selling weed on the internet. Like that, you would not do that. That's stupid. Yeah, but well, like, it's. I'll say this. Actually, it's funny because I had that thought listening to this track. So first of all. Cali Buds, I, I love everything that he puts out. I mean, I just love his energy, period. He's one of my favorite musicians. This track was just the great reggae weed song, like upbeat, fun. It's what I needed. And, you know, I had the thought, like, they're talking about legal, like, like legally growing weed. You know, and I've got friends, dude, that are growing their own weed and smoking their own weed. And it's like, you know, more power to them. It's crazy that that's legal right now. And I think about a song like Legalize It by Peter Tosh. You know, can you like, it's just, it's wild that like, here we are now in this day and age, decriminalizing marijuana, legalizing it. I got into trouble when I was 18 because of a tiny little of marijuana in a car with five people, you know, and like the way things were then to the way things are now, like there are people who's, who they've had their lives ruined. You know, they've spent years in jail. They've lost years of their life. Their life has completely changed for the worse, like, because of a, a plant, marijuana. I mean, it's, it's just, I've been arrested twice for marijuana. Listen, all right, you're letting the people know a little bit too much, Evan. You're letting them know you got partners on Snapchat moving weight. And now you're letting them know you've been locked up, dude. I mean, There's it's on their Snap story. That's not my fault. That's true. Well, you have to drop me their, their Snapchat. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> after this episode, but no, I'm I'm kidding. Dude. I don't even I don't even uh, I'm gonna sound like a loser here, but I don't even smoke weed right now. You know, when, when I was a kid, though, maybe. But oh, back in um, my day, <laughs> still though, still it's the healing of the nation, and I love that. Like the, these songs are changing; they're going from like legalize it to this right here, talking about legally growing it. What's next, Evan? What's the next, Up. not the next song, but what happens after? What's the next wave of reggae music about marijuana now that it's legalized? Um, yeah, I don't know. I got you nothing. Once it's, I mean, at that point, it's just smoking, right? It's just, that's all we got left. Big cannabis, dude. No, now there's going to be songs written against the big cannabis industry. Yeah. I mean, does right, anyone write songs against like big alcohol? I, I mean, I don't think anyone's shouting out, support your local alcohol uh a company i mean i guess there's like local beer places but you know (laughs) evan you know what you you lost me on that we were in the car together and i i fell out and now i'm rolling around on the ground dude like you're gonna have to take that ride yourself because i don't know what the you're talking about dude up next we've got the song promises (laughs) support support your local (laughs) beer store yeah i mean Nobody does that, you know. All right. Uh, we got like Josh Jaffe and Michael Rose. 
Joss Jaffe is a Billboard Top 10 charting artist. Some of his side gigs include learning Cora, yoga, and surfing. And honestly, man, he seems like a freaking cool dude. I'm on his Instagram. He seems like the type of guy that, you know, you could have a beer with and just a conversation and seems like a normal dude down to earth, you know. And then the fact that he's got Michael Rose on this track and putting out this kind of fire music, you're like, whoa, gotta pay attention to what this guy's doing right now. Got the juice, he's got the secret sauce, man, he's got something. But good music is good music, man, and, and that's what this is. And Michael Rose is uh legendary, man. That's a that's a that's a big that's a big cosign. Mm-hmm. All right, to have an artist like that. Michael Grammy Rose. Okay. That's that's a big person getting a track. So um, I dig it, dude. What about you? Me? I dig it. I mean, I agree with everything you said. I think there's more that I could add to that. All right. Are you distracted right now? What are you looking at? No. No, not at all, dude. Not at all. I'm just texting with your primary care physician. Look, look at the camera right in its eye when you talk to me. Don't, don't look anywhere else. Dude, just you and me you right now. And the whole you're right. It me. is. Well, I miss Brett. I miss Brett. Don't you miss Brett? I miss Brett. Brett. I'm, I miss that Arizona flavor right now, dude. And you know what? Whoever's listening probably does too. But um. The fact of the matter is, Evan, we have one song left to review. Tee that up right now. Up next, we've got the song Seventh Fire by Seventh Fire.
track by seventh fire and what was the name of the track seventh fire nice <laughs> nice dad. um i feel like yes what what was the name of the album that this track came out out of off of seventh fire okay now, for the record, there's a lot of other tracks not named Seventh Fire. The band is named Seventh Fire. The album is a self-titled album. Um, and the reason why we hit you with that much repetition is so that you could get that burned into your brain because Seventh Fire has some really amazing music. We want you to check it out. And this song is a real interesting track. Okay, I, I, like, I like the message. I like the vibe. I, it's It's like... Dude, I love supporting new music, and these guys are, are super new. Let me actually uh, – I shouldn't say that. They're new on my radar. I mean, I don't actually know. They might have been you know, putting out music for a while, but new to my radar. Um, here's a little post from their Facebook. We're excited to announce our new album, Seven Fire, is out now. We've been working hard to get this music together to be an inspiration to the world. Please share with your family and friends, and together we can bridge the gap – Black to white, yellow to red, connecting all of our people. So you actually see in the in the artwork on the album, white to black, yellow to red. Um, and I think there's a lot of meaning behind that. And there's a lot of power behind those lyrics um, in this track. And, and uh, yeah, man, you know, it's new music. Check it out. Check out Seven Fire. You might vibe with it. It's a new album that's out there. I do. I like it. I think... Uh, these guys have some talent, and I can't wait to hear some new music from them. What else can you do? What else can you say? Evan, put your little touch on it, man. Like, you know, I just served dessert, man. Put a little whipped cream on the top. What do you think? I feel like listening to this song, I could be, like, at some kind of, like, music and art festival celebrating the changes of seasons while drinking some kombucha and doing a little yoga, you know? Did you did you say changing of seasons? Look, don't make fun of the way I talk. That's just rude. That's just rude. Why would you do that? You know, I'm, I'm out here trying to give my take, you know, and you're just giving me bad vibes, and I'm giving you bad vibes back, and now we've got a, a bad vibes cyclone. It's like when you're circling the drain with the water, and now it's just... For, for the bad vibes. Yeah. By Reggae360. Um, no, us, actually... Bring us back. Evan, see, you know, and I'm going to talk about this in my positive thought of the week, is that your perception was different because I was not actually making fun of the way that you talk. I thought that maybe you were saying a new word that I had never heard of before. <laughs> and I just, I thought maybe I was missing something. So I wanted to get clarification to make sure that I wasn't out of the loop. Like, like I pictured drinking kombucha at a festival celebrating the changing of the seasons. So I just <laughs> didn't know what that meant, dude. I thought maybe I was out of the loop. But we're, this is, you know what, without Brett, dude, this, the nonsense level on this podcast is getting out of Through control. Through the roof. Yeah, we need Brett. But uh, more of the story, Seven Fire, check him out. Um, love the energy. Evan, should we hit him with a positive thought of the week and call it a night? What do you think? Let's do it. Okay. Um, would you like Would you like to go or would you like me to? I mean, I can start us off. I don't mind. 
Please do. All right. And as per usual, I'm going to start with something negative and, and try to work my way positive. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, but I had a, a humbling experience this week a little bit. Um, just like in our city, in our state, there's like this homeless camp. Um, and we have a few at the beginning of the year because of coronavirus. The city like tried to get our very large homeless population all in like camps where they could provide them like fresh water and bathrooms and stuff to help them stay clean, stay safe. Um, there was masks being given out and all that kind of stuff. So essentially we've got like a couple places and one of those was the lawn in front of the state courthouse. Now, all of a sudden the state has said, you know what, we're kicking you out. And they were planning on Monday, the first night that it was going to be below freezing outside that they were just going to forcibly push everyone off of this lawn. And so there were some people that went out to try and protect them. And I showed up a couple times and, you know, ended up being today. The state went through and literally cut apart their tents and threw out all their stuff and kicked them off the lawn. And that's literally everything these people who don't have a home have. That was all their stuff. And once again, it's another another cold night. And I don't know, you know, just like being around that in that situation and even just being unable to really help. Um, you know, it's like, it's humbling, you know, you've got so many things that are stressful in your own life that are just so minor compared to other people. Like I have nobody coming to tear my house down and take all my stuff and tell me I can't be here. You know, most of my problems are pretty minor compared to that. Um, and I don't know, it's just like life, life's okay. Whatever you're going through, you're, it's probably okay. You're probably not having your whole world torn down around you. And if you are, I'm sorry for saying that right now. But, you know, that'll pass, hopefully. Um, but generally speaking, I'm willing to bet 99.99% of people listening to this right now, life's pretty okay. You know, you're not a physically handicapped 80-year-old <laughs> person trying to live. JP, how'd I do? Yeah, man. No, dude. I I love the fact that you brought a real life scenario into the positive thought of the week and props to you for getting out there and exercising your right to protest and to, you know, get involved. And you know what? Fuck those people that cut up their tents. I mean, I just it's without trying to get too much into it, but I feel like they're the way society's set up, it's set up so that, you know, um, you can achieve, right? And you can achieve and earn your plot in this world. But I think that we all have a social agreement to take care of the people that are not able to do that for various reasons. I mean, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're living in a tent, like something has happened in your life or, you know, in your mind, maybe outside of your control or, or addiction wise, like something that you literally can't control. And I think we just owe it to society to, you know, protect those people, protect the people that can't take care of themselves. I think that's kind of, you know, fucked up and I'm going to, I don't know, man. So props to you for, for doing something about it. But Um, my positive thought of the week is, uh, you know, just, just, you know, just don't be a fucking dick. Honestly, don't be a dick to people. Don't like, you know, I've been in a couple situations today where like things are happening in my life and I'm having to make decisions quickly, you know, that in my mind are completely valid that are like, you know, maybe pissing somebody off because they don't understand why I'm making the decisions. And there are things that people do that make me frustrated because I kind of project what they're dealing with or what their mindset is or why they make decisions onto them 
because of my own understanding of the situation instead of realizing that like, dude, you can never put yourself in the mind of somebody else. You can never see the world through somebody else's eyes or think what they're thinking or be them. You just can't. So like, don't be a dick, man. Just like, you know, if people do things that frustrate you, like understand there's a million other variables that are probably going on and stop being a little bitch and taking things personal and just give people a pass, you know, and like understand that people try to do the right thing most of the time. And you just, you can never figure people out the way that you think you can. And, and like, whatever story you're telling yourself about why somebody's doing something like chill out with that, honestly, because they're projecting. And the truth is like, we're all sovereign beings. We all have our own stuff going on. We all have our own thoughts. We all have our own lives. We all have things going on that other people don't know about. So like, you know, just, just let, give people the past, man. Let, let things, let things, let things go. Don't, don't harbor resentment and let go of your fucking ego. You know, like, we're all just trying to get through it. There's people out there getting their freaking tets cut up. And we're sitting here drinking, you know, Glenn Livet, Caribbean Reserve, talking on a podcast. Like, you know, people have things going on in life. Let's just try to get through this thing together and spread positive energy. That's all you can do. That's all you want to do is see your people win. You know, Evan, I'm going on a rant right now. That's not a positive thought. That's a positive rant. So you're welcome. And um, we'll see what happens next week, Evan. But good luck in Texas. Hopefully Brett and I can get together and do something. We, I might have some crazy ideas up the sleeve. You never know. But stay tuned, people, because something's going to happen. I can promise you that. I'll get my helmets and cleats on. Let's go. Yeah, dude. Hit them right in the chest, baby. Goodbye, people. <laughs> Touchdown. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get out of here, dude. Peace.